0: there you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals please check it out and wherever you're listening please rate and review and share the podcast i'd love to hear what you think at the end of the day human connection is all we have enjoy hello hello here we are again thank you so much for being here friends and I am going to continue with life in Hoboken and discovering work in the Big Apple. Oh yeah, we had finally arrived. Very exciting. So part of our work in the second year of Portfolio Center in the last semester was to put together our portfolio that we would be showing to people in order to get them to hire us for work. So the thing about photographers was that we probably most of us, 98% of us, were not going to go right into having our own studio and doing our own photographs for other people. The interim step was to be a photographer's assistant. But even so, Portfolio Center had us put together a very professional-looking portfolio, hence the name, Portfolio Center. That's what we were going to be producing by the end of our two years. And so we all had these uniform boxes, these carrying cases that we were told to buy. And each shot was blown up to 16 by 20. And so they had to withstand being blown up that big. That means they had to be really good quality shots, very good quality negatives. And we had maybe 20 different things where we could show off all of our various skills. We could photograph food, we could photograph people in portraiture. We could photograph fashion. We could photograph large pieces of furniture. We could photograph architecture. And we had to have uh, a sampling of all of these different kinds of things to show people. So I had this big heavy box that measured maybe 24 by 30. It's a huge heavy box with a handle. And inside were all of my portfolio samples. So I think it weighed probably I'm gonna say like 15 or 20 pounds. It wasn't a small thing, and I do still have it down in my basement. Uh, I have piled lots of other things in there at this point, so tons and tons of slides and different things, but it's still there. So I would carry that into the city for every single interview that I did with various photographers, and I would call up these different studios, and I'd say, hey, I'm looking for assistant work, and they'd say, sure, sure, bring your portfolio by. So every morning I would leave on the path train with this giant heavy box and I would haul it around the city for, you know, two second appointments to go in and they'd take a look just to see if you actually knew what you were doing and you'd been through some kind of photo school. And then they'd be like, yeah, sure, maybe we'll put you on our roster of people to call up for assistance. But then you had to kind of wait around and see. Hopefully, somebody else would also recommend you. Maybe one of the students who had been ahead of us would get you into a studio because without having already had photo assistant work, you are an untried entity. So I did a lot of searching at first, and so did Mary and eventually started getting day work and the day work was good don't get me wrong it was like 75 to 100 a day to be a photo assistant which was great but it was long hours it was like you're gonna get there at eight thirty in the morning and maybe you'll be done at seven eight o'clock at night and the jobs the duties were wide and varied you had to do whatever it was that was needed for that day's work so the day assistance, especially if you were the lowest down on the totem pole, you could do all kinds of things like, you know, go pick up five trays of sandwiches for the afternoon shoot or um, clean out the dark room or, you know, all these various things and whatever. We did it because you had your feet in the door and you could say you were being hired by them. So that was great. And the first big studio that hired me was the David Brown studio. He and his wife, Nancy, were wonderful photographers and they did a lot of portraiture, which I liked. And so some of my jobs were to work in the darkroom, making many, many, many prints, which I loved working in the darkroom and that was great, but it was long, long time in the darkroom. And then I would have to retouch these prints because they were pictures for actors and various executives and stuff like that who needed portraits. And I remember this one, this woman who came in and she had warts all over her face, like lots of them. And David took her portrait and then he said, now you're gonna retouch all of those out. And this was back obviously way before digital time, guys. So I was doing this with a tiny paintbrush and retouching liquid that made it look like it was part of the photograph. It was quite an art. And I remember thinking, look, lady, you are going to walk into an audition with your face after having sent them these pictures. And they're going to be like, wait, what happened to you overnight? It was this elaborate form of lying just to get you in the door. And so I was like, hmm, this is uh, not so great. And I'm not really happy to be a part of this kind of thing. But you know, whatever. I also enjoyed working on casting for them. They would have some job that they were hired for and part of their work was to find the models for the job. And so I got to do the first round of casting where I would take it down from 150 photographs that were sent in for this because the modeling agencies would just send you this slew of photographs and resumes. You just had a huge pile And I would go through them and like, okay, why did they send us this person? I would weed down from 150 to the top 20 or something like that and then give them to David and Nancy. And so thinking about the other side of the business, these poor models who had to spend so much money on their photographs only to have them tossed in the trash because their agency sent them in for something that was completely wrong for them. So we'd have a lot of that and it's interesting because I see faces of actors that I cast who are now on things like CSI and whatever on TV and I'm like, oh, I know that guy. He was in front of my camera because then you'd also have to take an in-studio Polaroid of them, the top 20 people. That was the next layer to see like, okay, this is what the person really looks like, hence Lady with the Warts, which is why you're not gonna get very far because they would attach the in-studio Polaroid to their headshot, which was all fancy and retouched and whatever, so that they could see, all right, can we really work with this person? I'll tell you one thing, that baby auditions were the worst. Oh my God, these poor little babies. We'd have jobs for diaper companies or whatever, and these parents would bring their babies, and they were taking time out of their work and their job to bring their infant in for a an audition and again the agencies they just want to send you volume they want to send you tons of things so they'd send you know we'd say we're shooting a a job with a little girl and the client wanted a little girl with blonde curls all right like yes this is terrible i know but they would send us all of these little latino babies and it was like No, man, that is not what was asked for. Don't make these people take time off of work and go in for something that they're absolutely never going to get. That's so unfair. And one time this parent got furious and rightly so, and I could not fault them, but they took their baby's poop diaper and smeared the entire inside of the elevator. Oh, and it was foul. And guess who got to clean that up? Oh yeah, that would be me, lowest person on the totem pole. Oh my God, it was so disgusting, so disgusting, but completely understandable from her point of view. Yeah, really a bummer. So that was my first forays in photo assisting. And Mary was really lucky because she got a very steady job with this photographer called Chuck LaMonica. And she worked her way up from day worker with him to being his studio manager at one point. And so she even was able to hire me to come in and help sometimes on day shoots when they needed an extra person. So that was fun. little networking there amidst our friends. And he was a food photographer. And he shot a lot of stuff for haagen for instance, and um, shoots with burgers and stuff. Big, beautiful spreads of food. And I remember all of the crazy things that they used to do to food to get it to last underneath the lights, you know, like spraying it with shellacks and things. And it's like, what you're seeing, oh, and then there was, you know, to make steam behind the food, there was like a lit cigarette in a little can behind the burger to make it look like it was steaming there were all these crazy gimmicks to make the food look delicious and steaming and hot and wonderful when it was like I'm looking at it now and it's gross oh my god (laughs) so that was an adventure and an education too and finally I got my first job that was a little bit more long term. I did have to wait a long time in the McDonald's downstairs from their office waiting for my interview but finally I went upstairs to this wonderful studio that was right across from the Empire State Building. So the neighborhood was exciting and it was really inspiring to be there because this guy Anthony Edwards was a really big wig in terms of portraits and fashion photography. And his office manager, Jody, was really fun and energetic and exciting. And she was just ahead of me in terms of career. So I was always trying to pay attention like, okay, the people who are just on the next rung or two of the ladder, how did they get there? What did they do? What are they doing now? What are their jobs now? Is that what I want? So it was really Interesting analysis and try to figure out is this the career for me? I had a lot of doubts. I did. But Tony Edwards was really fun to work for. He had photographed the Royals, for instance, and he had awesome portraits and he had a huge studio that was really gorgeous. And I had to manage slides, millions, billions, and billions of slides with his huge drawer systems and all of this and keep everything very, very carefully labeled and dated and all of that. So I got to see, okay, once you get down the road, what does this look like? You know, What will you have to be managing? And who are the people that you'd have to hire? I remember one time I had to do this errand for them. So also this is back in the day of New York where messengers was just starting to be a thing and you definitely couldn't electronically just send over your portfolio. They didn't have websites. Right? So even the very established photographers like these, in order to get work with ad agencies, you had to show them your physical portfolio. You had to carry it over there or send it over there. So there were messenger systems, you know, the guys on the bicycles, etc., who would carry things. But sometimes portfolios were like too much for them or it was too expensive to send them. So guess who got to carry them was the photo assistant. So this one day, I had to bring a portfolio over to this one building for a quick glance for the advertising agency to see if they wanted to use Tony for a shoot. And I had two portfolios, a portrait one, I think, and then a fashion one. They were both different. And I got to the building only to find out that the elevator was out. They had only one elevator and it was completely dead. I called back to the office and I was like, "Jody, the elevator's dead. We're going to have to do this another time. Come back. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. This is very important. We want this work. So you you need to bring it up there. And I was like, wait a minute. Their office is on the 25th floor. And she was like, well, how long do you think it'll take you? And I was like, holy crap. You're kidding me. But no, there was no arguing. So I hauled those two heavy boxes, I'm gonna say 40 pounds, up 25 flights, to go into the office, and the advertising director opened the portfolios, took a look, and it took all of about five minutes, and back down I went. It was so painful and horrible. Did we get that job? No, we did not. Oh my God. (laughs) That was, I think, the worst experience I had. On the worst day. So that's, I guess that's okay. I mean, I didn't get like robbed or anything else awful. I did get my car towed one time and that took up a whole half a day trying to get it back. But generally, it was grunt work that was educational and led me to make some big decisions. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that next time. There's a couple other photographers coming up that are a lot of fun. See you then. Wanna make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com.